Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Good morning, everybody. 13th day of April. That's right. We are into the fourth month, calendar month of the gropey Joe Biden, camel toe Harris administration. How's everybody doing today? This is Steve Z coming to you live from the front seat of the old F-250 as I bring you a few of my thoughts, some mental jottings for the day. Dante Wright was killed while resisting arrest and attempting to flee arrest in a little town 10 miles from where the criminal thug George Floyd was killed. Dante Wright's mother says he was a good kid. She was a white woman. Dante was a black boy, man, young man. Dante's father was a black man. Dante's brother is a white guy. And he was seen on the television saying, I know that my brother was scared because I saw the way he talked. Well, way to learn English there, white brother. Anyhow, the bottom line is the mixed race family is in shock because their child, who had outstanding warrants for his arrest, made adult decisions, adult decision to flee the police while being arrested for an outstanding, what? Arrest warrant. That's right, boys and girls. He had an active warrant for his arrest. Had he done what Chris Rock famously said in his comedy sketches, obeyed the police officer, Dante would have woken up this morning in jail, or perhaps his parents would have bailed him out yesterday for his, what? Arrest warrant. That's right. Play adult games, win stupid adult prizes, Dante. Of course, you can't hear me now because you are now deceased. Dante Smith was pulled over, not for a hanging air freshener like his ignorant, stupid mother said, but because he had expired tags on his car. You see, in the United States of America, Dante's mom, we have laws and those laws require that you keep registration and insurance on the vehicles that you drive on our nation's roadways. That makes sure that your vehicle is in compliance with the law. And guess what? Having insurance on that vehicle makes sure that if you do stupid things, like ram into another car while you're shot, your insurance will pay for the damages done to the other vehicle. It's called personal responsibility, something that is sorely lacking primarily in the 13% AA hyphenated American minority community. But I can't say that, right? Because there are lots of white people who ride around with expired registration and no insurance. They generally don't get shot. Why? Because they generally have the common sense enough to simply take the ticket and go to court and pay their fine because they were indeed driving around on expired tags, which is against the law. So back to my original point. Dante Wright is dead for one reason and one reason only. And it is very similar to the reason that the criminal thug drug abuser George Floyd is dead. He was 
refusing to obey the law and was resisting arrest and attempting to flee. He failed to follow the lawful commands of a law enforcement officer. But it gets better, boys and girls, because his mom said he was a good kid. And the daddy said, he ain't never did nothing to nobody. He had a smile that'll melt your heart. Well, who cares? Criminals can smile when they're breaking the law. That doesn't make them less criminal. I am not, hear me now, people. I am not justifying this kid's death. He did bring it upon himself, though. No argument at all. He brought it upon himself. For if he would have done as the police officers instructed, placed his hands where they could be seen, gotten out of the car, and taken the ride to jail for his what? Arrest warrant. He would have gone to jail, been put before a judge, had bond set, possibly, and been bailed out by his parents. That's the way the law works. Of the hundreds of millions of police interactions in this country every year, only a handful of them ever turn out the way Dante's turned out, the way the criminal thug George Floyd's turned out. I was watching the Fox Morning News out of New Orleans today. The local news station had a Fox reporter affiliate talking about the unfortunate death of Deontay. And this is how it started. A white veteran police officer shot an African-American man dead in the streets near Minneapolis, Minnesota, very close to the location where George Floyd had died less than a year ago. Well, guess what? The race of the police officer was irrelevant. The 26-year-old veteran of the police force was also a leader in the police force. She was the president of the police union, which I guess could have its bad, bad aspects, but we won't get into that. But the woman knew what she was doing for the most part. But in the heat of battle, and yes, it is battle, when guns are involved, when the potential for this thug child criminal heading back into his car after police said, do not get back into the car, he reached into the car. They had no idea. He could have been picking up a Tech 9 or a Mac 11. He could have been picking up a pistol, a knife. He could have done grave bodily harm to a police officer. And in that moment of high adrenaline, the police officer reached for what she thought was her taser. Turned out it was not her taser. She even shouted, taser, 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 per department policy and guidelines. It is what her training taught her to do. You shout taser, 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 because when you deploy a taser and you are sending 50,000 wonderful volts into some lawbreaker's body, you don't want to be one of the other cops still holding on to that person because electricity travels from one body to the next and you as another officer would have a shocking experience. So she shouted taser, taser, taser and she fired one shot into the car. That shot struck this young man. He then continued to flee. I guess I'd flee too if somebody put a bullet into my body. I don't know. But his mindset at that moment was, I got to get the F out of here. 
I got to leave or I'm going to jail again. So he took off. And then at some point, his body said, "Uh -uh. there's a bullet in me. It's time to die. And he died. He crashed into a car and died. There was a very well-placed bullet, I guess you could say, which was supposed to have been a well-placed taser deployment. The bottom line is I'm not justifying the actions of this veteran police officer. I am, however, vilifying and demonizing the media for the very first thing they did, my friends, was to call out the white female police officer and the black suspect. There wasn't a suspect at that moment. There was an active warrant for his arrest. He had been identified by the police. At that point, you're not a suspect. You are the person they are seeking. You are the person with the active arrest warrant. That is fact, that is reality, and it is not in dispute. A few weeks ago, we were treated to a couple of so-called mass shootings, defined, of course, as any time two or more people are shot by one gunman. There was the incident in Georgia in which a sexually depraved, psychotic weirdo decided to go into three massage parlors and shoot eight people. Six of them happened to be Asian because why? Come on, say it with me, you all know. Asian massage parlors generally employ Asian masseuses. It's kind of common sense. It was not a targeted hate crime against Asians. This guy didn't have some type of slant against them. Ooh, too soon? There were two white people killed, but you never hear about those two Caucasians. But they were quick to point out that the shooter was white. Then over in Colorado, there was a shooter and he shot people. And of course, the only time race of the shooter is ever broadcasted, ever hyped, over-reported, exaggerated, emphasized, is when the shooter is white and the victim is not white. There were four other mass shootings in the United States of America since the day of the Atlanta spa shootings and the Colorado supermarket shooting. And I have scoured media outlets looking for the stories that surround those other four mass shootings. One of them started out, a white guy went in and killed. Then it was found out he was a Muslim. A guy with a past, a guy with an agenda, an anti-American agenda, an anti-Trump agenda. This Muslim hated Donald Trump. So guess what? His race was never mentioned again. Not once. There was also a black man that went in and shot up a bunch of people. And that happened twice two different black people shot up a bunch of white people and you never ever heard the media mention the race of the shooter or the white race of the victims. It is that double standard that I warn you about on this program time and time and time again. But it doesn't matter. It will not change until you and your neighbor and your co-worker 
send letters and emails to CBS, NBC, ABC, CNBC, MSNBC, HLN, even Fox, and tell them, we're not going to watch you and we're going to openly boycott against your advertisers until you start leveling the playing field and reporting stories in a fair and accurate manner. Distributing the mindset that if you're going to mention the race of the shooter when the shooter is white, you will also commit to mentioning the race of the shooter when the shooter is black. Oh, I promise you, if every single shooting suspect in America were put on television a picture of their face and a mention of their race, America would be sick in two days of hearing about the Blafrican American 13% AA hyphenated minority shooter. Because I believe the statistics bear out that 93% of shootings in America are performed by black people against black people mostly but sometimes against white people in the city of New Orleans right now carjacking is up some 300 percent from what I've been told compared to just last year's numbers and 1200 plus percent from just 10 years ago the suspects every single morning are not mentioned by race they do sometimes say take a look at this security footage from a house camera see these suspects allegedly stealing a car from the driveway I understand the media has to say allegedly and they have to call these thugs suspects because they're afraid they will be sued if the thug turns out to be taking his own car and then it's racism but when the vast overwhelming majority of these portrayed suspects are of one specific race you can no longer say that that race is not a problem it starts at home when your mama and your daddy or in the absence of your daddy your grandmama tells you to be good be a good kid follow the law obey the law follow the lawful instructions of a police officer and your ass is still too stupid too ignorant too arrogant to listen you play stupid games and you win stupid prizes that my friends is why Dante Wright is dead this morning and I apologize if I'm getting his name wrong I'm driving and I don't have access to my notes, but I do believe it was Dante Wright. I could be wrong, but I could be right. This is the Truth Hurts program coming to you from the front seat of the old F-250. We'll be right back. As I said in the last segment, I am in no way, shape, fashion, manner, or form condoning what the officer did in shooting this suspect, Mr. Dante, up there in Minnesota. It's bad enough 
that there are already riots. Those are called peaceful protests. It's bad enough that there are riots already underway in Minneapolis because whether or not, as I said on the program yesterday, whether or not former officer Derek Chauvin is found guilty, if he's found innocent, there will be a burning down of the entire city of Minneapolis and, for some strange reason, the umbilically cord-connected cities of Portland and Seattle will also likely burn to the ground because those wacky bastards over there are just itching for a reason to riot. It's what they do. They have no jobs. They refuse to work. They are anti-fa. They are anti-establishment. They are seeking reasons and justifications to constantly riot and loot. After all, why work a job from 9 to 5 every day when you can break a few windows and steal what you want or what you claim you need? The riots were already underway in Minneapolis, preparing for, desperately waiting for the outcome of the Chauvin trial. Like I said, if Chauvin is found innocent, Minneapolis and many other Democrat-run hellholes will be burned to the ground. There will be civil unrest and anarchy 10 to 50 times worse than what we saw when the criminal thug George Floyd died of a drug overdose at the knee of police officer Chauvin. Sorry. If by some chance justice prevails and the medical examiner's reports, you know, the only people who actually examined the body, come out and show that Derek Chauvin did not kill the criminal thug, drug abuser, George Floyd, the city will certainly burn to the ground. That's for the not guilty verdict. But if Officer Chauvin is found guilty, there will be joyful riots in the street with looting and burning. And then people will feel justified in destroying police cars. They will feel as if it's now okay to commit crimes because the bad cop been found guilty. Now we get to say, told you so. And told you so will probably come with millions of dollars in damage, riots, looting, property destruction, and anything else these animals think they can get away with. And right now, with all the police on edge, this woman officer gets involved in an altercation with a suspect who had a warrant out for his arrest. And during the time of his arrest, he was fighting and trying to flee. You saw it. You've all seen the damned police body cam video. There's no mistaking it. This thug was trying to escape to flee police custody. He was resisting arrest. He was failing to follow the lawful instructions of the police officers. Don't get back in your car. He said, F you. He got back in his car. And he attempted to drive away, not giving a single damn that there were police officers hanging on to that car. He didn't care if he hurt them or dragged them down the road or killed them. He was only worried about one thing, escaping. He had a lawful police warrant for his arrest, and he attempted to murder police officers by driving away 
and fleeing that scene. Anyone who doesn't see that is blind or has a political agenda, and I don't give a damn about your opinion on that subject. The veteran policewoman thought she had her taser in her hand. When you are looking at the suspect, wondering, is he grabbing for a gun to shoot you? Guess where your eyes are? On the target suspect that you are trying to apprehend. She instinctively reached for her utility belt, which could have easily been disheveled, shifted slightly left or slightly right, and her instincts for grabbing the taser might have, because she wasn't looking down, she was looking at the suspect. Instinctively, she reached, she felt something that felt like the stock, the handle, the grip. In the heat of that moment, she inadvertently grabbed her service weapon, her pistol, her bullet deployer, her pew-pew. And she shouted, taser, 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 thinking in good faith that she had indeed grabbed her taser. But like I said, it's very easy for that utility belt to have shifted left or right. And when she instinctively grabbed right there where her taser usually is, and that belt shifted, she inadvertently grabbed the pistol, El Pistole, the enforcer. She shouted, taser, 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 she didn't have time to look down to see if it had a little yellow marking on it because she was fearing for her life that this thug criminal with an active arrest warrant was grabbing for a weapon himself after refusing to comply with her lawful orders and the other officer's lawful orders to not get back in the car. He was shot. He died. It is sad but he played stupid games and he won the stupid grand prize. It gets worse though, boys and girls. The mayor of that city, desperate to make damn sure his city doesn't burn to the ground, which will likely happen anyway, made a very rash series of Joe Biden-like executive orders for his city. Of course, he suspended the officer without pay who fired that shot. Maybe without pay. I'm not even sure about that. But was suspended. Put on temporary desk duty. It is standard police procedure. Whether it's a confrontational shots fired or just shots fired where someone doesn't die. When you are a police officer, you get some desk time. You get to ride the desk for a little while. While a thorough review of your actions is conducted by either your own internal affairs department or an independent police monitoring agency. That's the way it works, folks. You are investigated. But the mayor took it upon himself to enact an emergency session of the city council in that small town just north of Minneapolis. And he invoked executive authority, taking over the police department, basically relieving the chief of police of command. And all of his willing Democrats in the city council went right along with him totalitarian Marxist control relieved the city manager of his duties because the city manager dared to say when asked 
is this police officer going to be fired? The city manager dared to answer that question by saying, all employees in our city will be given due process in hiring, firing, etc. Due process under the law, a constitutionally guaranteed right. It is a civil right that was violated by the mayor by unilaterally terminating the city manager because the city manager dared to make a statement saying the employee will receive due process, meaning a full investigation, a hearing, and a decision to be made under whatever either their police union agreement is with the city or whatever their contract is with that city. Due process under the law is what that officer is guaranteed and owed, rightfully so, due process. But the city manager was fired by the mayor and with almost a unanimous vote from that city council. And the reason given, I don't want to see my city burned to the ground. I'm protecting the property and the lives of other officers and of business owners and of residents. All in the name of safety, just like those COVID masks, just like those vaccines, just like those COVID ID passports that they're proposing. People, it is this simple. In an attempt to water down policing in America, these Democrat mayors are finding ways, since they couldn't defund the police, they're finding ways to cripple the police, to dilute their power and their authority. When you dial 911, you want, you hope, you expect, you demand police to come and assist you. And generally, in the tens of millions of police interactions in our nation every year, the police do just that. They respond to the call. They investigate a crime. They write a report and they go on their merry way. And sometimes things get a little out of hand. There might be altercation, confrontation. There might even be physical use of force required. But for 99.9777943, yes, I'm making up the number, but for a vast, vast, vast majority of Americans, they simply comply with the instructions of a police officer and they're either receiving a ticket, a citation, a warning, a summons, or in more extreme cases, they're arrested, they're transported to jail, and the criminal suspect gets something called due process. The same words, you see. Due process. Otherwise, every criminal would just be automatically taken to prison and never let out. Or taken to the electric chair and murdered right there on the spot. Due process is what this officer is owed. And the due process denied to this city manager for saying the officer is owed due process? Well, that mayor may have just opened himself up to a civil lawsuit, possibly a criminal lawsuit, but most certainly a civil rights violation for termination, 
for exercising a freedom of speech protected commentary. Oh, I'm sure there's something written in his contract with the city that says we can fire you for no reason at all. And because he's white, he will get no due process either. And because this police officer is white and a black African-American 13% hyphenated minority was killed, there's a pretty damn good chance that that officer will not receive due process either. It's a shame the double standard is alive and kicking. And that is the truth, my friends. And sometimes the truth hurts. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved. And this next segment is called, Oops, I Did It. I went ahead and got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine for the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019. I did it last week. And I have had thus far, knock on wood, or a wood byproduct, I've had no ill effects, no side effects whatsoever. Not even injection site redness, no soreness, No muscle aches, no shortness of breath, no flu-like symptoms, no fever, nothing. However, six people around the country have reported having a blood clot. I think it was in their leg after receiving the Johnson & Johnson vaccine against the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus. Now bear with me, it's about to get crazy. The FDA and the CDC have now said, stop giving out the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because six people around the country got a blood clot. Now, they didn't say stop Moderna or stop Pfizer when their massive lists of potential side effects were linked. Didn't stop it at all. Because at that point in time, Gropey Joe was a man on a mission to get 100 shots into the arms of 100 million Americans. 100 million shots in 100 days. Yep, there was an agenda. There was a reason. And now that we are beyond that target and we are moving forward with this, they can now step back and start looking at the side effects. Which, by the way, in all of the approved vaccines, there are multitudes of side effects. Do not fool yourselves into thinking there are not side effects. Thank you. There are plenty of side effects. Anyhow, Johnson & Johnson paused on hold. So what happens now to people like me if I were to have gotten one of these deadly blood clots? Can my family sue for, I don't know, $27 million because somebody screwed up and they left their vaccine on my neck for eight minutes. See, I told you it would get crazy. There's this double standard now. If you're a thug, criminal, drug-abusing, 
ne'er-do-well. I, I don't even know what word to use. And you die of a drug overdose. Complicated. Complicated, rather. By a heart condition. Sorry, I'm trying to merge into traffic here. Give me a break. If you're a thug criminal and you die while you're in handcuffs of a drug overdose and a heart condition and you happen to have police handcuffs around you, then guess what? Your family can get $27 million in settlement money. But if you're a Johnson & Johnson vaccine recipient and you die of a blood clot, oh well, the government gives qualified immunity to those vaccine manufacturers because they're just trying to do the right thing. I want you to think about this for a moment. Former officer Derek Chauvin was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to do his job. He was trying to arrest a thug criminal with a lengthy criminal history, a big old record. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to do his job. And in doing so, he happened to place his knee on a man's back, on his upper back, to keep that man from continuing to flail and to kick and to spit and to resist. And that man in his drug-addled state got his heart rate up beyond where it should have been. And he fought and he fleed, flied, tried to flee rather. He tried to, to flee. He fought and he spit and he kicked and he flailed. Flailed, that's the word I was looking for. And in doing that, he died. And now that police officer can never be a police officer again and might end up doing jail time for doing his job. For doing his job. For trying to protect and serve the people of Minneapolis by taking a criminal off the street. Not just a one-time offender, but a criminal thug animal with a rest record as long as my arm. An arrest record as long as your thigh. That's right, boys and girls. This police officer has to be convicted. Derek Chauvin has to be convicted because the signal must be sent to the community that we will not tolerate police officers doing their jobs and that we will allow criminal thugs to be high on fentanyl and methamphetamines and attempt to flee and fight police officers and resist. Fight the power. Fight the power. That's okay. That is perfectly okay in the eyes of our new woke society. They're not woke. Their eyes are closed to reality. This so-called woke society is a joke. It is a woke joke. But that's okay. The media would have you believe otherwise. The media would have you believe that these criminal thugs are the heroes and that the heroes are the thugs. Are there some bad cops out there? Abso-freaking-lutely there are. And hopefully, the police departments, the police unions, the police agencies, the police watchdogs can do their jobs and weed out the few bad cops. But I don't think Chauvin was one of them. And I don't think this officer who accidentally reached for her service revolver, or service weapon rather, as opposed to a taser, is a bad police officer. They made a mistake. At least she did. She will definitely be losing her job, no doubt. But they are 
because the medical examiner now is so very worried and nervous, so very freaked out that he immediately, upon seeing this Dante with a bullet wound, called it homicide. Now, you and I watch a lot of television over the years. We hear the word homicide, and we automatically think murder. I want you to understand there is a very large and vast distinction between homicide and murder. Homo, H-O-M-O, as in homo sapien, man, person, human being. Side, like suicide, Homicide means end of life. A man is dead. Homicide. And it was not murder. Murder means you intentionally went out with the intent to kill someone. You made a conscious decision. You looked at what you were doing and said, I am making a choice to take a human life today. That is murder. Derek Chauvin did not murder George Floyd. There was no intention to end George Floyd's life. The intention was, as in any arrest situation, the intent was to take the suspect into custody, arrest him, and give him due process under the law, to give him an opportunity to face his accuser the cashier at the cup food store who said George Floyd, the criminal counterfeiter, was passing counterfeit bills. Had the criminal thug animal George Floyd followed the lawful commands of the police officer and let himself take the ride downtown, he would have gone to jail. He would have either made bail or not made bail. He would have seen his chance for due process come to fruition, he would have very simply gone before a judge or a jury and either been found guilty or innocent. Due process. D-U-E process. What he was due. Not D-O process, as I've seen some idiots write it down. The officer involved in the shooting of Dante Wright is owed nothing less than due process under the law. She deserves to have a hearing. She deserves to have her side of the story told. She deserves to have the evidence weighed. And then if, upon weighing that evidence, she is found to have been at fault, she should be given whatever the punishment is for whatever it is she is found guilty of. An accidental shooting? Most likely. A murder? Most likely not. There was no intent. You can see the body cam footage, graphic though it may be. She really appears to have thought she was holding on to her taser, her electronic less than lethal device. But apparently, she grabbed the wrong weapon. Now, should she walk scot-free and be allowed to just simply do her thing? Probably not. Should she have to go through some fairly intensive training, retraining? 
Possibly. Should she be fired and put in jail because she murdered someone? Absolutely not. And if you think that anything other than that is the truth, then you are blind and you have an agenda. And that's the truth, my friends. Hey, time's getting away from me here. That is going to wrap up our morning edition from behind the wheel of the old F-250 of the not-yet-award-winning Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you on the flip side.